Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I am your host, Francisco. I am very excited today. I have a young lady who is a up and comer. She is a writer, a producer. She's working, currently working on a film right now that she hopes to get distributed at some point. I'd like to introduce everybody to Esprit. How are we doing today, Esprit? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm very happy to have you on. I was told very good things about you. And the point of my podcast is to highlight people like yourself, people who are on the rise, people who are trying to build something for themselves for the future. So tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, well, um, my name is Esprit. I am, I'm 30 years old and I own a production company called Liana Free Productions. That's awesome. So how long have you been owning the production company? Uh, it's about two years now, two years. So, what, so what have you found so far to be your biggest pain point when it comes to, because essentially you're in the market where it's male dominated. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to you're trying to break that narrative that it you know only males can do certain things in this industry, especially when it comes to the Hollywood and the movie thing. Mm-hmm. So, what has been the biggest pain point for you right now when it's come to this business? Mm-hmm. I would have to say I would say I've experienced it with with having a production company and even before having a production company. Um, I've ran into the issue and it's, it's in, to me personally, it's, it's insulting for someone to look at me and all they think I am is just a face, like, oh, just a pretty face. I've heard that a lot. And it's, there's just so much more to me than that. And it's almost insulting as somebody saying, um, you talk like a white girl. Why do you talk like a white girl? One of that's something that's very insulting to me too, because not just to me, just for us as a people. My mom, which is speech, was a speech pathologist, um, so <laughs> ebonics was just a no inside of her house. That's just how I was raised. Um, but I don't think um, proper English is dedicated to one race. Right. Um, that's also an issue. And I've, I've ran into an issue before um, at Walmart and I had a hat, I had my Liana free shirt on and I had a hat that said the CEO is a her, not a him. And one of the workers came up to me, looked at my shirt, looked at me, read my hat and to sum it up, pretty much said that, oh, no, oh, your hat must be mistaken. You're mistaken. You know, you, you have, you have the face, you're probably the face, like the pretty face, but there's always a man that's in charge. For a second, I was so shocked because he felt, it was just crazy how comfortable he was Mm -hmm. to say something like that out loud. Even if you were thinking it, just to even say it out loud. So I, I really like, I'm over here in Walmart putting this man in his place to let him know, no, there is no man standing behind me running my company while I'm just sitting here and smiling for the camera. There's nobody writing my script for me. There's none of that. No, I, I started this company from the ground up. This is my company. 
this is not me and a man or a man and I, I stand behind a man and absolutely not. No, this is my company. So, so he was shocked. Yeah. So these, com- these uh, conversations need to be had this, this type yeah. of stuff. I think it's a big problem. Um, I think a lot of women in this industry don't get enough credit for the things that they're able to do. You're mm-hmm. trying to cut your own path uh, mm-hmm. in this industry. I mean, owning a production company, owning building from the ground up, that's an accomplishment in itself. That's not an easy thing to do because you have to find those funds. You have to find backers. You have to find people who are willing to invest in your work. Mm -hmm. And by you being able to build this and do what you do now, and you're actually working on a film, which is Mm -hmm. phenomenal in itself. You know, you have people who do productions and they make films, but these are films, you know, that are short films, YouTube films. People do, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but you're building, you're doing a full length feature that you're working on. Um, and I think that's fantastic. I think that's something that you should be proud yeah. of. And I think that's something that you should take, you know, take great care and in, in continuing to build. So what got you into wanting to do production uh, and be a writer for movies? Um, so honestly, when it comes to writing, writing has always been something that I knew I was just good at it. And it was more of just a hobby. I would just be writing my own stories or whatever the case may be. It was just a hobby. Um, Never thought about taking it serious. Um, I was in college at the time and I had, I was taking this class and I had uh, my professor, he had an assignment, it was a creative, uh, I think it was a creative writing class. And he told us, um, okay, your next assignment, I want you to create a story I'm not going to give you any prompts. I'm not going to give you anything. I just want you to create a story and you're going to have to um, tell the story by the time we have class again. Okay, cool. So I did that. To be honest with you, I don't even think I really remember what I wrote, Um, but I just, I remember sitting in my apartment at night um, and I'm just writing, 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 writing. And uh, my next class, I got up, I was so nervous um, to speak and to share because I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know if they're going to like it. Like, maybe this is too much. Maybe it's not enough or, you know, whatever. This is all the stuff that's like going in my head at the time. So I start and I, and I say my story, everything that I wrote. And then by the time I'm done, the whole room is quiet. So the whole room is quiet. Everybody's just looking at me and I'm just like, I'm thinking like, oh man, (laughs) maybe it wasn't good. Like, so at the end, you know, they eventually were like clapping and everything like that. And my professor was looking at me and I looked at him. He was just like, he's like, I'm just really shocked. Like he was like, that was phenomenal. And I was just like, wow. I was like, well, I really appreciate it. And he was like, can you stay after class? I was like, okay. Um, so I stayed after class. Everybody had left out the room. And he says, he's like, he's like, I really want to ask you a serious question. He, and I was like, okay. He was like, have you ever thought? Well, first he asked me, he's like, well, what is your major? I said, well, my major is elementary education. He was like, hmm. He was like, okay. He's like, well, have you ever thought about taking your writing more serious? And I was like, well, no, I never really put any thought into you know, making serious, it's just a hobby. It's just something that I just, you know, do. He was, and he sat me down, he was just like, I, I really think that you need to take it more serious. 
He's like, I understand you're doing elementary education, but I really feel like this is something you need to take serious. And to be honest, that's the first time I've ever had a teacher really sit down and have a serious talk about my future. And after that day, I really soaked it in and I thought about it. Um, and it took that moment for me to, to change everything and to focus on my writing. And now I'm here. So do you have... So did it start out with short stories for you? Did it start out, did you do plays? So like most people, they they start out small, they do poems or, you know, they have a poem book mm-hmm. or they start working on, you know, scripts for plays or, so do mm-hmm. you have any of that stuff in the bank? Like, do you have stuff that you already have set aside for yourself that you want to work on for the future that you wrote a while ago? Because you know, when mm-hmm. you write a script, you, you scrap it the first time, you rewrite it again, you scrap it again, you rewrite it again. There's going to be multiple edits. So do you have any stuff mm-hmm. that you wrote when you first started this early that you still keep that you think it might be might turn into something? You just have to, you know, wipe the dust off of it and, and revisit it again. Of course, I have so many things. Um, I have them all saved up in my cloud. And I also have my notebook, too, because um, even if I can't finish it at that moment, as soon as the thought pops up in my head, I'm automatically writing it down and whatever is in my head, I'm just jotting it down just so I can get it out of there. And, and I don't forget about it. So sometimes I'll just like do that and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna come back to this. I just wanted to get it out of my head. I've written two plays. I've actually written a play for a school. A school has hired me to write a Christmas play for them. So it's like an elf on the shelf type of uh, Christmas nice. play. Cool. So I've done that. I wrote a different one. I'm actually currently, I got hired to write a different play. So once we're done um, shooting the rest of the movie, then I'll be getting ready to start working on that play. I wrote a children's book. Um, I haven't uh, published it yet. It, it's only, be, it's my nerves. Um, I'm very, I guess, I'm, I think as any creator, anything that you do, you're always hard on yourself. Very, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. critical on yourself um writing a movie and writing a book two different things, <laughs> two different yeah, things. yeah 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 i've started i've started a few books myself and i've gotten mm-hmm. four or five chapters in there and i stop i put it up and then mm-hmm. i don't i don't revisit it you know sometimes it can take a long time stephen king took him what 20 mm-hmm. years to, to finish under the dome so it can mm-hmm. be you know books can be a little bit strenuous sometimes because you you, mm-hmm. you you have it you have the motivation for it and then all of a sudden the motivation goes away or mm-hmm. you have writer's block so yes. how do you keep, how do you, keep, right. So how do you keep yourself motivated to do what you're doing right now? Um, it's the drive. It's, it really depends on how bad do you want it? Um, and for me, this, this is, this is it for me. This is my career. This is what I want to do. Not only do it's something that I want to do. This is something that I was born to do. This is a gift that God has given me and this I feel like well not even feel like I was told that my writing will bring other people closer to him and if I can use my gift that was given to me in the right way in the way that he wants it it's always going to be successful because I'm doing what I need to do and I'm keeping God first in every single thing that I do. Um, I've even wrote, um, I wrote a poem, a, a children's poem to help uh, parents uh, grieve in the loss of 
their child. I had a, I have a friend who lost her child and I wrote a poem for her. Um, so I have that out too. And I have some other different poems, just different things. Um, I love kids. I adore kids. So I definitely have some children poems. I have one. My daughter doesn't like the sound of uh, thunder and, and lightning when it's outside. Um, I wrote her a cute poem. Um, it's like a little musical poem. It's super cute. So I have that and I'll recite it to her and she'll she'll say it and she'll sing the little song that I wrote in there. And it's something to help her mellow down and, uh, you know, be able to go to sleep. So how do you find that balance between work life and home mm-hmm. life? I mean, everybody has to have a, I have a family myself. Mm-hmm. How do you find that balance? I have to find a balance between working my mm-hmm. day job and then doing what I'm doing with you right now. So mm-hmm. how do you find that balance? Because the, the profession that you're in, it can get kind of tough and kind of stressful yeah. when you're yeah. trying to, when you're trying to be creative but you have a family you have to take care of. So mm-hmm. where do you find that happy medium where you can say, Hey, I'm going to f- focus on this a few hours a day. And then I mm-hmm. have to spend time with my family. Right. So I have, it, that is, that's a really good question. And that's still something that I am working on and making sure because I'm a, it's me and her, you know, I never want her to think that, Oh, mommy is too busy. You know, mommy's always working mommy doesn't have time for me or anything like that. Um, because there, there was a time where I was on the go and I'm working, working, working. And, and this was on my nine to five job. Um, I was a director of a school and I'm there day and night, day and night, every single day. And it got to the point where, um, by the time I got home, I'm, I'm mentally exhausted to the point where I I didn't even have enough space to even write like I'm ready I take care of my daughter and I'm ready to go to bed and I actually had to make the decision to leave that job because it was taking too much out of me and taking me away from what I actually want to do and with my daughter um the big thing that I say um and this is another topic that I feel like it's not really talked about a lot. And it's something that I feel like people try to avoid, but you can't avoid it because it's so real and it's your mental health. It's so important. So there are those times where I want to like, I the beach to me is very peaceful. So I'm, I can take my tablet, my notebook, my pencil. I can go, I'll go in the morning um, and I can sit there and I can write and I can, and that's like my piece, like my, you know, but it's, I have to take those days where I, for me, because if I can't take care of me, how am I supposed to run a whole business, take care of, of my child? There's, there's no way I have to be okay up here. And I understand fully where you're coming from because I've had I've had those issues. Uh, I stopped, you know, for a couple couple weeks recording because I had to take a mental break. The stuff mm-hmm. will wear on you, especially when you're trying to build something from the ground up. And that's what you're right. doing. You're building something from the ground up. It can be very stressful. And, you know, if you don't have people to talk to, it feels like you're mm-hmm. boxed in and you can't express mm-hmm. the stuff you want. You found your happy place. You found the place where you can actually sit down, relax your mind and have a, you know, have a clear thinking thought about what you want to do which right. I think is, which I think is fantastic. So when you're clear and your head is clear, walk me through what it took for you to get this production, this film that you're working on going. 
like what were some of the 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 high points and the low points of putting it all together um okay well one of the high points my my parents are very supportive as soon as I told them this is what I wanted to do they were on board 100% and at that time I was in the first beginning I was I was still working um crazy hours still had my daughter trying to do this and so they've helped me a lot um and things that I'm not able to do during the day because I'm working they're helping me out with it um and they'll help me out with my daughter um in the beginning it was it was really hard because I was going through a lot like a lot at that time um and it took me a few months to really get to to be to be to, to be myself to be able to get back to myself I fell into um depression I was depressed for a while um and not really talking to anybody um so I really had to and this is the big thing especially in this industry I feel like with any career you have but like really even in this industry because it is a like you said before a male dominated you know industry um I have to be I have to be strong I have to have to have to be strong but in order for me to do that I have to make sure I am a hundred percent secure in myself because at the end of the day and I've already have this no matter what people are gonna say you know gonna talk about you whether you're doing something good whether you're doing something bad someone always is gonna have something to say no matter what but you have to be so secure in you so focused in knowing it okay I hear you it don't matter what you say it doesn't matter this this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing it don't matter if it don't make sense to you because I'm not doing it to make sense for you. This is what I was told that I need to do and this is what I'm doing. Um, so sometimes when God gives you a vision, everybody's not gonna see that vision. Everybody's not gonna understand that vision. You have to surround yourself around and your surroundings is very important. The people who you surround yourself with, that is very, very, very important. Um, so you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and you have to be okay. You got to be ready to hear the no's. You got to be ready to hear the negative comments because um, they're going to happen, but you have, you have to be strong and secure in yourself. And I had to build myself up to like that because I wasn't, I wasn't like that in the beginning. I suffered from insecurities. I used to be very insecure about myself. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always like this, but you know, God really helped me get through everything for me to become the woman that I am right now to be able to do what I'm doing. So making those connections, making those connections after building yourself up, was that difficult? Uh, reaching out to people, finding talent, finding people, a director, how mm -hmm. difficult was that for you when you started this production? Um, honestly, Finding the cast wasn't really that difficult. I made a flyer and I posted it on um, social media of auditions. We already had a place set up and everything. Um, 
we had, I think about 20 people show up to our auditions. And I thought that was good. I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. I don't know what's going to happen. 20 people showed up um, to it. And I feel like for it to be our first audition, I feel like that was a good turnout. I feel like that was really, really good. And uh, most of the people that came are the same people that are with us today. That's beautiful. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. That that's building a, a loyalty within within your company. So mm-hmm. are those, some of those folks are those are some of those folks actors or some of those folks uh, other writers, producers, uh, videographers. So out, out of that team, did most of those people come from uh, those auditions when they came in? Yeah. So the cast, yes, they came from those auditions. Now we did lose a few, and I did have to get rid of a few, um, and we had to recast. Um, but for the most part, cast wise, yes, they came from the auditions. Um, my director, um, his name is Andrew and I met him through a previous producer that I had on this project. Um, so Andrew is our director and I ended up having to get a new producer. Um, and his name is Ro Dunkley. So I have, I have my director, I have my producer, um, and we actually started, um, I had to wipe the slate clean uh, with the previous crew I had um, and, and start over just because there was just some things that I saw um, and experienced on our first set that was just a no for me. Um, so I wiped the slate clean and we brought on new crew. Um, and I really love the new team um, that we have. So this is, to me, this is something that you can use moving forward for yourself when it comes to the business. You saw mm-hmm. something you didn't like. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is your company. This is your business. Mm-hmm. You're the CEO. You make the decisions. A lot of mm-hmm. people are not going to be happy with that. You'll have people that, that, are, that are run their mouth. Yes. People are always going to run their mouth. People mm-hmm. going to always find a reason to try to bring you down to their level. But as somebody that runs their own business, you saw you were uncomfortable with something and you said, you know what? I don't need this. You got mm-hmm. a whole new crew. Now things are working out. It's all mm-hmm. a process. You know what I mean? We're going to make mistakes on the way up. And, right. you know, even on the, uh, on, you know, on the way down, we're <laughs> going to still keep making mistakes. That's what it's how we pick ourselves back up. And right. you're doing that right now. Your end game for all this, what is your end game? Ultimately, do you want to go full-time Hollywood, uh, New York, East coast, West coast? Do you want to go to uh, Atlanta? Because, you know, you, you have three places now where they film all the time. Now it's mm-hmm. just not the West coast or the East coast. You have the South. So what is your end game for all this? Okay, so for Leona Free Productions, the whole thing for us is we are bringing Hollywood to Florida. What I realized down here is that there's there's so much talent down here. And I feel like a lot of people get looked over because they don't have that Hollywood status. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't make them any less talented than somebody that you see on the TV. It really doesn't. And some people just need that opportunity. They need that one chance, that one opportunity. And I want my company to be able to provide that opportunity. Uh, you know, at first I was thinking about um, maybe going to Atlanta and doing all that other stuff. And then I heard God said, no, no, you are supposed to be right here. This is where Florida, this is where I'm going to be building my studio right here in Florida. This is where I need to be. And I want my company to be able to give 
that opportunity to those that have not had that opportunity. I've had people say, oh, you should get, um, cause I'll send the trailer out and everything. And they're like, oh, you know, you should recast and you need to get um, with these Hollywood actors and actresses. I know this actor and that actress and all this, every, all this so much stuff. And I'm just like, no, that, that's the, that goes against everything that I stand for. Um, absolutely not. That doesn't make any sense. Why, why would I do that when this give an example, like Terrence, Terrence is a very talented actor is very talented, but why would I recast Terrence and take him out for somebody that has a Hollywood status? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. To me, the the create the best part about indie filmmaking and being an independent filmmaker is you do what you mm-hmm. want. You can cast who you want. You mm-hmm. can say who's going to be in your because people what people don't understand is most people in Hollywood started out in indie films. Mm-hmm. So why would somebody try to tell you who you can cast and who you can't cast? And and I think this is the the mentality a lot of people have is mm-hmm. they want to tell you how to run your own company. This is your company. Mm-hmm. Your if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Will you right. move on to the next project? But right. you have a vision, stick to the vision. It's mm-hmm. something that you want to do and you continue to do. Now, mm-hmm. when do you feel this film is going to get done? And when, you, when where are you hoping to get screened at? And uh, are you going to send it to any festivals? What, what's the timeline? Okay, so we already shot our trailer. The trailer is out on YouTube right now. And I do have the trailer in some film festivals all over the world. Um, we do plan on getting back on set to finish the rest of the movie in January. Um, okay. We are hoping to have the movie out by um, October of next year is what we're hoping to have the whole movie out. And we will do a red carpet premiere and everything. Um, we were going to have a red carpet premiere for the trailer and everything. And this was before COVID had happened. And we had to cancel our entire event. Um, but I was like, you know what? Things happen for a reason um and now we're in a, a better place than we were before so the new premiere that we're going to do is going to be even better than the previous premiere that we were going to do um but we do plan on having we're shooting back in january and we're hoping to have the movie out by october so that's that's fantastic uh, i'm very very excited for you for what the future brings and that slogan uh, you need to put that on a t-shirt because that slogan <laughs> is that's <laughs> that slogan is great. Bringing uh, bringing Hollywood to Florida. You, Thank you. Start marketing that because that's gonna be <laughs> that should be that should be your tagline for the company. But as you as you move forward, uh, how how are we gonna uh, try to adapt to certain things like uh, because Florida, you want to build a studio in Florida, you know there's gonna be a lot of a lot of factors that might make things a little tougher to get that done. Mm-hmm. You have to make those certain connections. So how do you bring those people in? What what are the plans to bring those, you know, those angel investors or these people from L.A. to invest in you down here? Are you going to do that through your work? Uh, Like, how how is that going to happen for you? So, um, right. And I've I've had my ups and downs with previous um, investors, people who wanted to invest and then pull out. And I've been, we've been through it with um, investors, but also when it comes to connecting with people and working with people, I I don't look at just your profession like, oh, you know, I can give you this much money or this is what I do, this is what I can do, and da da da. 
okay, I hear you. And that's, that is great. Um, but I, I look at somebody, I look at people's integrities. I, I, I look to see the passion. Is this somebody that I can really work with? Um, because if I can't, if I, if I'm getting a really bad feeling from somebody and they could be giving me a million dollars, if something is not sitting right in my spirit about some, this person or whatever the case may be, it's going to be a no. Um, but the biggest thing is, um, I just, I'm always praying, um, too, because I'm always saying, you know what, God, please connect me with the right people. Whoever I need to connect with, please send them. Um, and it never fails because every time I say it, I'm connecting with the people that I need to connect with. So I'm happy for you. I want this to keep going for you. I want you to keep building. You need to pick your crown up, put it on your head because you are a queen and that's the way you need to look at yourself. I want you Thank to keep you. changing it. Thank you for bring, bringing me your perspective on mm -hmm. what it's like dealing with all this stuff. Because mm -hmm. a, a lot of women out there need to know this. A lot of women need mm -hmm. to know the struggle, the things that you're trying to do. And you're trying to change the narrative on, you know, what women can and cannot do in Hollywood. And you're trying mm -hmm. to change it. You're not even going to Hollywood. You want to keep it right mm -hmm. there in Florida and mm -hmm. build a brand and build something for yourself. And mm -hmm. I salute you for that. I really Thank do. So let the people know where they can find you, what social media platforms they can find you at, where they can find the trailer. Uh, let them all know. Okay, um, so for Instagram, um, you can find me. It's Esprit underscore Frank. So it's A-S-P-R-I underscore Frank, F-R-A-N-K. Um, I'm also on Facebook. You can type in my company, Liana, um, L-E-I-O-N-I-A, and it should automatically pop up. Um, so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. I'm um, working on getting us on Twitter. Um, I'm not really social media tech savvy, um, so I'm working on getting uh, someone to help me with it. Um, so I am working on the process of getting on Twitter. Our trailer is found on YouTube. It is called The Rebirth. Um, it says The Rebirth Movie Trailer. So if you click that in on, um, if you type that in on YouTube, it should automatically pop up. The cool thing about the trailer is when we had first released the trailer within a maybe within a week, we had over a thousand views nice. on the trade. Yes, it was really, really, really nice. Um, Cause I'm, I'm constantly like looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, how many views do we have now? How many views now? Okay, let me share it here. Let me share that. And so it was, it was pretty good to, and it felt really good to get them um, those type of views in that short period of time. It was really cool. But another thing that, um, if you don't mind me saying, is not only that I'm trying to change how women are viewed in the industry, but just in general. Um, growing up, I've been, my, my mother taught me how to, um, to be independent. That was a very big thing. Um, so I, I am a very independent um, person, but as a woman, I don't want other women to think that their place is cooking dinner at home, staying home, just watching the kids, not really doing anything for yourself. And when you, and don't get me wrong, because I'm a parent, and of course, your kids come first, you know, but don't let being a parent stop you from accomplishing what your goals 
are. Stay focused on it. And there is that balance that you have to, to find. Um, and I'm not a professional at it. I'm still working on it myself too. But the biggest thing about it too is the mental health. Sometimes I do have to step aside um, and rethink and just gather my thoughts um, to and make sure I'm okay, to make sure my daughter is okay, to make sure my company is okay, because I'm also back in school too. So I'm working school, my child, she's in uh, competitive cheerleading and I have my company. So it's a lot on one plate. So I have, I have to be able to stay organized so I don't feel like I'm running myself crazy. So I want to thank you uh, for putting it out and, and trying to inspire other women to be more than what they think they can be for mm-hmm. you being a strong mother, but also being a strong businesswoman, because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You mm-hmm. want to build something for the future for yourself and something for your daughter. And I, and I commend mm-hmm. you for that. But you also want people to have that balance in their life because mental health is a big thing now that I think a lot of people used to push to the back burners is coming out more of the forefront. So mm-hmm. I thank you. I thank you for coming on. Please keep us updated as to, you know, what's going on with the movie. You're welcome to come on anytime that you want to talk. If there's more projects that you want to talk about, more had happy to have you on. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks folks for listening and watching, and we will see you next episode. Mm-hmm.